Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness Classic Rock Podcast. No Led Zeppelin today, folks. It is the weekend, which means it is a random dice throw. Well, not random at all, but just selected by the mostly by the Gems, J-E-M-S, taping group, which releases every Saturday another entry in the Mike Millard archive series. And this is... Hey, surprise, surprise, a Mike Millard, is it a master? I didn't even look. It is a Mike Millard master tape, right from the master cassette itself. And my goodness, it is the Grateful Dead. That's fairly serendipitous because I have been, I have been listening to the Grateful Dead lately. It kind of happened, um, you know, you know, I got into Little Feet, I went through a little Little Feet phase while back and little feet is grateful dead adjacent so it's kind of a a gateway drug and i always kind of liked some of the dead you know i like for not as a deadhead and not in a deadhead way because my likes don't overlap the deadheads that i know i mean that i don't know jesus i'm I'm explaining this badly i like reckoning that their acoustic live acoustic album from 1980 love it and have loved it for Jesus, I don't know, 30 years at least. And I love, um, I think it's just called Grateful Dead. The live album um, from like 1970 that starts with and then ends with uh, going down the road feeling bad, not fade away. That album. I like that. Um, I never really got much into their studio stuff. Although... I am developing an appreciation for things like Blues for Allah. And um, I've been liking Go to Heaven. I've been listening to Go to Heaven because of listening to Little Feet. You know, when an album, when the album finishes, Spotify just makes a playlist. It's like, well, it's kind of like Little Feet. And uh, Spotify started shoving Althea down my throat. And... It became an earworm, and fucking A, I've listened to Althea a thousand trillion times, and uh, I was joking with myself last night when I saw Althea, I think, listed as one of the, you know, when you look up an artist on Spotify and it gives you the playlist of, like, here's the most popular stuff, like the top five, and Althea was in it, and I looked at that, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's because of me. Um... So it's nice that there's some Grateful Dead when I'm kind of in a Grateful Dead place. And it's from 1991, which is the latter days of the dead, with Jerry passing in 95. And the deadhead friends that I have that are uh, collectors and, and fans in the way that I am with Zeppelin tell me that this is the latter day. This is kind of uh, roughly equivalent to, you know, Led Zeppelin in 79 and 80. Maybe not in 91, but this is, you know, a year after, almost a year after uh, Brett Midland died. Is it Brett or Brent? I don't want to be disrespectful. Um, Who I love. I love his voice. I know it's kind of like, he kind of sounds like Mike McDonald, Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. But his high voice, white boy soul, I I enjoyed much more than, much more than Donna, who, uh, Donna Godjow, who sang with them in the mid-70s. So I liked that era of the dead with Brent or Brett. Brent. Fuck, I got to look that up. Sorry. No offense to anybody. Um, But anyways, this is a Mike Millard master recording of The Grateful Dead on June 1st, 1991 at the L.A. Coliseum. Coliseum. That's right, because remember? Remember when the dead existed? Yeah, they played. They didn't, you know, if they played the LA forum or something like that. It was by choice. (laughs) Their audience was football stadium audience and they toured and they would play consistently to, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people all day long. And that's cool. I never saw them. I wouldn't have gotten it had I went because I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, It would have been a wasted experience for me. And not a wasted experience. Like, dude, of course it would have been wasted. You see in the Grateful Dead. Nah, I, I would have been a square. Mark, you want some acid? No, not I. <clears throat> and 
had they made it to 1999, that's a different story. But, all right, nobody cares about me and my past. So, ladies and gentlemen, Grateful Dead, June 1st, 1991, taped by Mr. Mike Millard. And this is straight up, I mean, it's a great Mike Millard recording, which is yay. However, that being said, the Grateful Dead, being a band famously supportive of taping, there are better captures of this show. I mean, from the soundboard, first of all, but because there's a shit ton of people with fantastic taping rigs, you know, as good as or maybe even better than Mike Millard's in a in a with a better access to the feeds. I mean, if you're a taper and you're in the taper section, I think you get to tap into the soundboard feed, right? I don't know. Either that or you get to set up in the soundman sweet spot. And Mike Millard had his own sweet spot in the, in the liner notes that come with this. He knew where he wanted to tape and he did. And it's an excellent recording. I'm just saying that as I'm not saying this is the definitive end all be all recording. And of course, being a dead show, this is not a show that has not seen the light of day. It's only this particular recording by Mike Millard that has not seen the light of day from a master perspective. That makes sense. Maybe. No. Okay. Whatever. Plowing ahead, as Mr. Bill Burr says, here is the set list played. In case you want to download the show, which you will be able to do at heartofmarkness.com. If you are an early adopter and you're listening to this podcast right off the presses, it may not be posted on my website yet because I am a lazy man, but it should be up by the end of the day because I've already uploaded the show to my mega site. So it's just a matter of dropping the podcast in and the link and bada boom, bada bing, we're done. So check heartofmarkness.com. If it's not there when you look, give it a day and look again, and it should be there. I will share it with you with love, the way it's meant to be shared. And to help you decide, here is the set list for this show. I don't know who played keyboards for this. It was after Brent, right after, I think maybe Bruce Hornsby. Didn't Bruce Hornsby set in? I don't know. I think so. So here's the set list. Shakedown Street. Womp, womp. Walkin' Blues, Bertha, Into the Greatest Story Ever Told, Candyman, Queen Jane Approximately, the Dylan tune, Deal, Picasso Moon, Foolish Heart, Playing in the Band, Going into Uncle John's Band, Drums, Going into Space, I Need a Miracle, Going into Black Peter, Going into Throwing Stones. And now when I say going into... The band, uh, the Grateful Dead, if, if you're not familiar, would often just morph from one song into another without a break. Um, like on the aforementioned uh, Grateful Dead live album I talked about that has going down the road feeling bad into not fade away. They don't stop playing. It just, they and they don't, it's, it's a transition. It morphs into the song. It's a really neat thing. And... Um, you know, you're, it, it's kind of similar to the Zeppelin whole lot of love medleys when they throw in a whole bunch of songs in the middle of a whole lot of love. But it, it's more, uh, you know, it kind of flows better, man, because, you know, it, it's the dead and they're all like, it's like, it's like they're telepathically connected and they're a ridiculously tight band. And they're a live band. They're the definitive live band. In the vein that Jimmy talks about of free improvisation and telepathic thinking and everybody's knowing what everybody else is going to play and going at the same moment. That's what the Grateful Dead was known for. That's why these guys who didn't really have hits in the sense of their 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 chart success and studio album success is not commensurate with their live touring success. They are now and forever one of the most popular live bands of all time and consistently were the highest grossing tours for years and years and years and years over decades. You know, it's only when someone like, you know, the Stones, Steel Wheels Tour, or like U2 back in their day at their peak, things like that might offset them. But that's a high watermark for these bands, whereas the Dead, that's kind of their idle speed. So the reason is because live is where the magic is. And I am not 
particularly tuned correctly to be able to catch that magic, although I have every once in a while slipped in and gotten it and go, oh, yeah, that's why these guys are great. So it's neato. Did I ever finish telling you? Yes, I did. Not fade away one more Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, did I just stop reading the set list? <sighs> it's one in the afternoon. I haven't finished my coffee. I'm trying to knock out this podcast so I can spend the rest of my day playing video games like every 52 year old should. Right. Got my laundry in the dryer. Made lunch already. I made paschetti. And I had a pound of hamburger of ground beef I had to work with. So I reduced that down and made a nice meat sauce to go with it. And it was yummy and it was filling. And now I've got at least two more meals out of that that I will uh, endeavor to use for lunch tomorrow. But I may end up just eating today. Who knows? You know how it be. Those of you who have been listening knowing I've been, no, knew I've been having... Um, some health issues from being old and eating like I was 17 and being fat. I was, uh, man, I was heavier than I thought I was when I went to the hospital. Thought I was having a heart attack. And they're like, here's an Ativan. Like, Ativan? Is this just panic? You're telling me this is just a panic attack? Fuck me. I'd never had one before. Or I guess I had, but it felt like a heart attack to me, man. Um, And it's weird. So now I just kind of... I don't know. I came back and my blood pressure is still high, even though I'm on two blood pressure medications and it's still high, like, like really high. So I'm trying to deal with that. I think it comes down. What do you guys care? I'm sorry. Opening, opening my closet here, and airing out my dirties. Um, long story short, uh, that was on Christmas Eve. I went to the hospital and since that day, oh, have I been a good boy? I uh, turned it around eating wise and stopped eating like I was 17 which I, w- I was doing. is really irresponsible, both in quantity and in quality. Stupid shit. Stupid shit. Whole packages of cookies and shit like that. Um, devastatingly bad for you. And, you know, as a young guy, no worries. You shake it off. As an old guy like me, uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's like taking your car with 175,000 miles, um, having that an oil change in, in 10,000 miles, and, you know, needs shocks, has a loud oil uh, wheel bearing and the transmission slips and taking it out on the highway and just opening it up to see if you can go 100. Um, not not a good idea. But uh, Jesus Christ, I have been exercising every single day, stuff that I used to hate. I folded it into uh, part of the actions I do the, every night that I never neglect. I, uh, I have some meditative and... and uh, spiritual practices that I perform every night religiously. Ha! And um, I folded the exercise into that right in the middle of it. I do it as part of a whole honoring the body you're in. Man, a body's been given to you as a vehicle to go around and travel, does everything you tell it to do, and you treat it like shit. How about treating it with some appreciation? So that by doing that, because I do the other stuff every night without fail, it forces me to exercise every night without fail. So this is like a 30 minute body weight thing I do that started off being pathetic. And now it um, it's probably still pathetic from an out from, uh, you know, your viewpoint. But um, I'm able to do stuff that I wasn't able to do a month ago and everything that I was doing a month ago, I've been able to double. So improvements, health improvements and the food eating much better. And I've started doing um, intermittent fasting. I've been kind of uh, oscillating five days a week. The weekends, the weekends are for daddy. Even even then, I still don't eat garbage food. Um, lots of salads, making my own making my own meals more than getting takeout. That was a big deal. And um, yeah, the intermittent fasting typically vacillating between uh, sixteen eight and eighteen six, which is which is you know sixteen hours no food six hours in which you can eat, which, which looks like, um, you know, typically between 1 PM and 7 PM. So I don't eat anything before 1 PM or 11 AM, depending on which one I'm going for. But, um, until 1 PM, 
and then I have something sensible. You like those commercials? A sensible lunch, um, which has been, you know, something like a, a Caesar salad or a turkey sandwich or, you know, something not a big deal, but legitimate food that's healthy. And then something for dinner. Then after seven, I don't eat. Which is great because then if I if I get stoned and I get the munchies, I just like because it's a hard line of like no, we don't do this. It's much easier for me to maintain than just being like I'm going to be good. You know what else is good? That ice cream downstairs. You're right. Now it's like nope, nope, can't do it. Verboten. And if I do eat something terrible, and I haven't had sweets, but you know my <laughs> my cheat days consist of like Panda Express because I am a fucking whore. For, Wow, have I been talking for 16 minutes? Jesus Christ, guys. I'm sorry. Panda Express. I'm a whore for their chow mein and uh, <laughs> and their sesame chicken. All right. Sorry. And I'm much better. I feel great. I feel great. And I feel great. And I feel great. So you're going to have me around for a while, I hope. All right. Sorry about this, guys. Fuck. I wasted half your lives talking so long. All right. Well, I hope you're the people that normally listen and know who I am. So you're kind of like, well, yay, Mark, good for you. Instead of like, what the fuck? Get to the Grateful Dead. So what the fuck? Great. Get to the Grateful Dead. Here is the show opener of Shakedown Street. The album and song was produced by whom? Lowell George from Little Feet. There's a Little Feet connection that brought me to the Grateful Dead. Here we go. Shakedown Street. Enjoy.
Boy, that song went on for a while, huh? Well, I like that song. And I like that era of the Grateful Dead. And um, I don't know. Hope you liked it, too. I've wasted. I've wasted. i got to stop doing that. That negative, self-deprecating, self-defeating. I did not waste. I spent a, lar- a large amount of your time opining and confessing and talking earlier. So I'm going to try and be brief and let brevity be the watchword for the rest of this episode, since we're already 35 minutes in. So I'm going to hop right into the next track, which is track three, which is Bertha. And I haven't heard this one. Wow, did I say that loud? I apologize, guys. Didn't need to pop that so loud. (laughs) Bertha! Um... Great tune. Bam, ba-dum, bam, bam, ba-dum. Here we go. Bertha, June 1st, 1991. ba da ba
There you have it. I can hear what what they mean by this being kind of the the post coma Jerry uh, diminishment, and then this is, you know, he's he's has dependency issues. He's got the diabetes. He's got heroin addiction, and uh, you're not a healthy guy. And you you can hear it. I mean, his playing is good. It doesn't have it doesn't shine as brightly. It's kind of like he's it's like the 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 um. The volume on Jerry Garcia, as as an entity, was turned down. It was like he was he was he was burning low, um, which is sad. And I guess some of the shows from '95 uh, even have more of that. But again, I don't know. And, and this isn't a let's dog the Grateful Dead thing. Let's it is. Let us present Saint Michael Millard's opus. You want to see his opus right here. All right, friendos, there's one more song to do. But before that, we've got to do the spiel. So let us do the spiel, which consists of... You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Heart of Markness. That's right. See how tricky that is? There is a lovely little Facebook group, Heart of Markness. That has about 100 people in it, and they're all really nice. It's a nice community. There's no assholes. There's no trolling. There's no bullshit. There's no uh, none of that sniping of, like, shitting on other people's opinions. It's a nice little community, and you're welcome to join it if that sounds good. Twitter is, you know, I'm on Twitter, at Heart of Markness. I would love it if you followed me. I'll follow you back. We'll be friends forever. And YouTube is YouTube. I put my podcasts on YouTube. There you go. And if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you want to give me money and support this endeavor and this business entity, the Church of Live Music, you're welcome to do so at patreon.com slash heartofmarkness or go to heartofmarkness.com, which is the other place you can find me where you can find the actual shows that I cover in their entirety that you can download for free. Because that's how this stuff is meant to be shared for free. Well, then why are you asking for money? Because you can get it for free anyways from me. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not conditional, yo. And it helps me because this podcast isn't free. It costs money to host it. Costs money to host the things I share with you. Costs money to run the website. All that stuff. This microphone that I'm holding in front of my hand costs money. My money? No. Someone bought it for me. Who? A patron. All right. So consider. And one of the things that you'll get is I will read your name every week as an honor roll. Like these are the titans upon whose shoulders 
rests the heart of Markness. So we present a very laurel and hearty handshake. And thank you to Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad. I owe Brad a, a show, actually, and I'm going to do it. Dan, Yell, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, Other David, Bonzo, Billy, and of course, Mimo. And we have our patron, Ameritai, Avi of the Raven Avatar, and Jeremy Smith, the aforementioned patron who purchased this microphone for me to speak to you. And there is the honorary patron, Evan, who's like 15 and can't be a patron because he's 15. So there's all that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have one last song for you, and I've mentioned it a few times. It is Not Fade Away with a bodedly beat. I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. Buddy Holly tune. Enjoy it, friends. Again, June 1st, 1991. Grateful Dead at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, California. Taped by Michael Millard. Blessings be upon him and the Gems Group. (sighs) They really do important work. Thank you. And back to our show. Not fade away. Bam.
how much tape I had that. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting it close. That was fun. That was fun. All right, friendos. Thank you so much for listening to the Heart of Marcus podcast. On the weekends, I do classic rock stuff. Usually, it is whatever the latest Mike Millard release is by the Gems Group. Um, I don't always follow that because sometimes I'm like, I don't want, I don't like that band. If it's a band I don't like or if it's something that I'm just not feeling, um, which is rare. It's very rare. There's only been a, a, a few that I haven't um, that I haven't covered. But um, and and there's other stuff too. Um, I did a, a Dire Straits things last Dire Straits concert last week that wasn't Michael Millard, um, but was of commensurate quality. That was also one of my favorite podcasts to do in a very very long time. A lot of fun. So I hope you like what I do, and I hope you continue to listen. And if you need to get in touch with me, you can always reach me at well through any of the things I've already said, Twitter, Facebook. But there are people who are like, I must email you. And then it's like, hey, just wanted to say I really like your podcast. It's like, dude, come on, man. You can say that in Twitter. But um, Mark at heartofmarkness.com if you need me. Mark at heartofmarkness.com. Have I forgotten anything? Twitter, Facebook. I guess that's it, right? All right, friendos. I may, highly doubtful, do another podcast this weekend if I feel it. That could always happen. Sometimes I do, too. But uh, you are more, more likely, most likely, Marble Mouth. I got to slow down and work on my diction. I uh, I stumble over my words a little bit. I'm not always as distinct as I wish to be. I must work on projecting from the back of the room and enunciating my words so they are clearer and more distinct. Got to work on my S's. I got to work on my S's. What's going on here? (sighs) All right, friendos. Thank you very much for listening. Be good to yourselves and each other. And I will most likely see you Thursday with another Led Zeppelin episode, probably part three of June 26, 1977, because that show is fucking awesome. All right, friends. Love you. Thank you. Bye bye.